Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am nothing short of thrilled to welcome back to the podcast Kyle Madsen of 957 The Game, Niners Wire and co-host of the Candlestick Chronicles podcast. Kyle and I are going to talk about this little NFC Championship game thing you guys may have seen and the injury to Brock Purdy and where the 49ers go from here. But first, Kyle, welcome back to the show. Super happy to be back. And I actually mean that. I mean, you said it with such enthusiasm. I do believe you. Yeah, it's not like, oh, hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Like, I get really excited when you're like, hey, do you want to talk on a podcast? I'm like, yes. Yes, I would love that. That makes me really happy. I get really excited when you say that, yes, you would love to come on the podcast. So it's just so nice that everybody is is on the same page. This is really great. A lot of good vibes are now. Good vibes on a Monday. There's a lot of good vibes (laughs) on a Monday. And also this particular Monday could have been one without good vibes. So look at us starting it out strong. We are, now this podcast will go live on Tuesday morning, but we of course are going to talk about Sunday's NFC championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. A game that had a lot of hype, a lot of excitement, thought like it looked like it was going to be a fantastic football game. And then very, very early, Brock Purdy gets hit. Hassan Reddick comes in, takes him down. He suffers what we now know are being told is a, by Tom Pelissero and Adam Schefter, a UCL tear of his throwing elbow at the time. We didn't know that. But basically that happened and that was pretty much all she wrote. Yeah. Tough way to go. It was a tough, it was a tough way to go. And I think my, my brother told me that on the broadcast, Greg Olson said, there's only so much you can overcome and still win in the NFL. And I think the 49ers had hit their allotment of things that they could overcome at yeah. this point. Yeah. You're not even supposed to be able to overcome like, okay, I'll give you your starting quarterback going down. You can still figure out a way to piece some wins together. But when mm-hmm. you go two quarterbacks down and you're on QB three, you're not supposed to win. Maybe you get a couple here and there, but they won seven games in a row with their third string rookie, Mr. Irrelevant quarterback. Like that's mm-hmm. just not supposed to, that's not how this is supposed to go. And Brock Purdy played so well that it felt like, Oh, this is normal. This is how this is supposed to happen, but it, it, it's not. So the no. fact that the fact that they overcame all of that was nuts. And the weight, the weight of quarterback injuries, like, like Greg Olson said, like eventually like the dam is just going to break and it broke. Basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Over the summer training camp, when you were on this podcast and 
Jimmy Garoppolo had not been traded and there was all the questions of what they were going to do with him. And we talked about it and you had said at that time, I don't know if you remember this, but you said at the time, this idea of, you know, having him as a backup, because if you lose Trey, like most teams don't get past that. And we saw it with the 49ers in years past with Nick Mullins and did a yeoman's job to the best he could, but it wasn't exactly taking them, you know, into the playoffs and far into the playoffs, but they had an incredible situation here. And you're right. Most teams lose a starting quarterback. Maybe you piece together some wins, you lose two. And for them to be where they were was incredible. And then of course, Josh Johnson comes in who had not been in Santa Clara that long, this stint. And there are only so many reps to go around and practice in a week. And when you are working on playoff seating and playoff wins, the priority is going to of course be the starting quarterback as it <laughs> always is. He comes in, is not entirely prepared. How could he, how could he be? I guess is my right. point. I mean, how could he be? And then he suffers a concussion and now the 49ers literally have zero quarterbacks available to play. Yeah. And Josh Johnson, just to that point, he's been in the league since 2009 was when he threw his first pass. And he, <laughs> he threw 125 of his 355 career passes that season. Like mm. he just hasn't played a lot. And right. certainly hasn't played nearly enough to go into an NFC championship game on the road and be super effective. So, I mean, were they moving the ball a little bit with him? Yeah. And was there a, is there a world where Josh Johnson stays healthy in that game and they figure out a way to win it? I think so. And the fact that he went down, like if he had played the entire game, a, I think it's closer Did the 49ers get in the end zone again. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I think it's at least a little bit closer. And yeah, once, once he, I mean, it was already a little bit of a, of a joke when he came in, not, not to throw shade at Josh Johnson, but, no, but- it, it's the QB four of it, not the player. It's just the situation that the 49ers were in. And then Johnson goes down, which is awful for him. And the 49ers are left with a shell of, of, of whatever this team was supposed to be. And it just, the, the thing that sucks on a more macro level, like obviously players getting hurt is, is the worst thing about sports. And I think we're all, we're all there, but the, the thing that that stands out to me, like take the 49ers out of this for a minute and just take, take two football teams that were clearly the best teams in their conference who matched up as well as these two teams did. And then you get that for an NFC title game. Mm-hmm. Like that just from a football standpoint, like I said, having nothing to do with the 49ers, just from a football standpoint, it feels like you know, robbery has been the the phrase du jour. And that's, it's, it's right. Like it just feels anticlimactic and there wasn't a whole lot the Niners could do about it, which, which stinks. No, there really wasn't. And I think that, you know, there was a lot of talk on Twitter that the NFL should bring back the rule that you can dress three quarterbacks on game day and that third quarterback won't count against your active players. And I think there's something to be said for that. It'll be interesting to see if anything changes because it does affect the product on the field. And from the NFL standpoint, this wasn't the product that they were hoping was going to be on Sunday at 3 PM Eastern and new Pacific. So (laughs) I think that's something (laughs) that, that they could potentially take a look at. We've seen other things happen in championship games and playoff games that, have changed things. I don't know if it will, 
but I think it's certainly something, even taking the 49ers out of it, I think it is something to keep, you know, to, to keep an eye on and see if they change. But essentially this game was over as soon as Brock Purdy went down. And then you had a situation where you have Christian McCaffrey about to put on the helmet with the, like the quarterback helmet. Cause maybe he's going <laughs> to run the offense and Kyle Yushek is their emergency quarterback. They had Juwan Jennings. No one ever was talking about Juwan Jennings, but he actually went to call it. He came into Tennessee as a quarterback. And so, I mean, they're, but at the end of the day, like you can't ask Christian McCaffrey. It's one thing to ask him to throw a touchdown pass on a trick play at a game right. against the Rams. It's another thing to be like, well, good luck. And then the <laughs> other thing, and this is something I wanted to kind of address because of a lot of people on Twitter, of course, saying, you know, blaming Kyle Shanahan, which I don't really know how on earth you do that because he got the team to the NFC championship game on his third string quarterback. So I think some things are just out of this man's control. And this is probably one of them. But I was thinking in terms of, well, they should have done it. You know, people, they should have done this. They should have done that. Or putting Christian McCaffrey in this position. At the end of the day, this game was over. Are you really going to risk the health of all of these players? I don't know. I think he, I think he did the right thing, but that's just me. I'm with you. I understand the, the sentiment of they should have tried something different. And I get that. They could have done some wildcat stuff. They could have tried um, some kind of, they did do a like double reverse pass thing with, with McCaffrey that, that didn't work. But I, I, I get the, I get the notion that they could have tried something different, but realistically when they're down 21 to seven, and you don't, you literally don't have a quarterback who can throw it. There's just not a combination of players and plays against that defense that was going to get the 25 points they needed to win. Right. So, I, I like the the idea that okay, Juwan Jennings, you mentioned four star QB recruit out of high school. He threw five passes in college, and they were all on gadget plays as a receiver. Right. It wasn't like he went into college and. Remember Kendall Hinton? I brought this up on the internet, but Kendall Hinton was that wide receiver who played quarterback in the COVID game for for the Broncos. Yeah, where where one of their QBs got COVID and gave it to the whole room, and so they had all those guys out. So they bring up a practice squad receiver to play quarterback. He threw like 200 plus passes at Wake Forest as a quarterback in college, and was an abomination at the position in the NFL because it's hard to play the position. Yes, there's a reason they have people who do it specifically. Right. And that's all they do. Right. There is a reason for that. <laughs> right. Because it's hard as hell. And could Jawan Jennings have come in and maybe completed a pass or two? Sure. But you're probably also, if he throws five passes, you're looking at maybe one or two completions and very likely two or three turnovers. Like the the Shanahan looked and went, We're not putting guys at more risk, at more injury risk than need be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a chance that one of these plays just gets executed really well and they break off a big play and it's the least likely route to a turnover. So I, I, I try and go to the universe where, okay, let's say Debo Samuel comes out in a, in a wildcat formation alongside Christian McCaffrey and they mess up the exchange on a, like, zone read, which Debo Samuel is not equipped to do, by the way, that's a really, that's a difficult thing for a quarterback to do much less a receiver. Who's taking a snap for the first time. Right. And what if that happens? There's a fumble and Debo Samuel gets hurt trying to recover the fumble. And now he's out for next season. 
Right. Like Kyle Shanahan's getting dragged for trying something like that in a game where it's 21 to seven and they don't have a quarterback. So I, I understand the frustration from fans. Like I, I, I really, really do. And I was sitting there during the game. Like they should do at least something like try something a little bit creative. I just don't think that it's like, Hey, they lost because Kyle Shanahan didn't put Christian McCaffrey in the wildcat. Like I, no, I could not agree with you more. And he does have to think macro. And I know in that moment, mm-hmm. it's of course hard for him to do, but he has to think too, okay, this is, and you have a very tough defense. You already have one quarterback that got hit by Hassan Reddick and is out right? and is going to need surgery. You have another quarterback that's got a concussion. You had Fred Warner start the game with a stinger. Like you start getting tricky to save face. You have a chance of exactly what you just said. You have Christian McCaffrey, who also was coming into the game after dealing with the calf contusion all week. You, I mean, these are all things that you just, you gotta be smart for the future too. And that's part of a coach's job also is to protect his players and put them in the best position to win long-term. And it was very clear yesterday they weren't winning the game. Now I would say I'd go back to if Josh Johnson doesn't get hurt, then that changes things. Maybe he completes a couple passes. You try a couple wildcat formations. You do everything in your power. But otherwise, you're just putting everybody at risk and you're 100% right. Debo Samuel gets hurt trying to recover a fumble. Christian McCaffrey tries something, gets pummeled. He tears his ACL. Whatever it is, now you've got big problems. And of course, he would get dragged. And it's, you know, it's hard to be the head coach. And I know everybody thinks they can do a much better job on Twitter. But when you're there in the moment, it's not so easy to make these decisions. Yeah. And I, I will say like Kyle Shanahan is not above reproach. I mean, there are definitely no, reasons to, to critique him. I just don't think that. This isn't one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Example. And this is not hindsight. This is something I thought in the moment, the Devonte Smith catch, that was not a catch that the 49ers decided not to challenge. You challenge mm-hmm. that play 10 times out of 10 burning a timeout is the risk of burning a timeout is well worth the reward of possibly getting your defense off the field because they got a fourth down stop. Right. Like possessions are just way too important. Timeouts are less important. And they went into the half with all three timeouts. They ended up using none of them. And mm-hmm. the, like I said, that, that, that was the case as it's happening. And the Eagles are racing to the line and Devonte Smith gets up and he's telling his guys, he's doing the hand signal to hurry up. And you got Talano Hufanga like pointing at the ground and doing an incomplete motion. Throw the flag, man. Like that, that's the kind of thing where if you want to criticize something Kyle Shanahan did or did not do in that game, that's the one that really jumps out to me. And again, they didn't lose because of that. But if you're looking for something that really could have changed the course of that game, it's the decision to not challenge there. I could not agree with you more. And it, it's hard. To, and the thing is, you know, cause people have said about that. Well, they review it. And also I will, I will say the NFL really messed that up too, because they have this fancy thing in place here. The replay thing that's supposed to fix this. Yeah. So expedited review or whatever, you know? Yeah. He doesn't, he's not supposed to have challenged that, but there are people say, yeah, but if he, if he did throw the challenge flag and it's incomplete and then, then Brock Purdy maybe doesn't get hurt. Who knows? Like who well, knows? Yeah. But, I mean, maybe, maybe, but you can't, no one can guarantee that. Right. But I think that you are correct that if you want to point to something, 
point to that. And that's a valid conversation beyond that. The rest of it, I do, I do get it, but ultimately they probably didn't lose because of that. Yeah. But, but you're right. In that case, you just throw the challenge flag. Um, but you know, that's, that's a tough one too, though. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think in that case you throw the flag, but I think that becomes a tough one too, because now you are against a tough team on the road. Let's say you throw the challenge flag. You're wrong. They have momentum. You've lost a timeout. Yeah. They're going to, you know, all the things, but there's a lot that goes into it, but I would agree. That is something you, you point to, but alas and alack, they really had an incredible season. Uh, I mean, I think especially considering they got down to their third string quarterback and they were in the NFC championship game. It's crazy. It really is. It is. It's actually, it's crazy. Uh, but this means we now go into another off season of the 49ers favorite daytime television show, quarterback drama. Because this is with something this team specialized in, like back to the days of Joe Montana and Steve Young. <laughs> so it's really, it's just their thing. So now we have what happens. You know, I've seen a lot of discussion. I really felt that Brock Purdy had shown enough, no matter what happened yesterday or happened on Sunday, to be their starting quarterback. And I do still believe that. But now, of course, there's a surgery that comes into play. As I said at the top of the pod, it has been reported that he has a complete tear of his UCL. And the hope, and they think, is that he can just it can be repaired and doesn't have to be a full reconstruction, Hmm. which if that's the case in theory, he'd be ready for training camp. If it's a full reconstruction, then that changes everything. But for where we are right now, but there's so many things here. So let's pretend he is the starting quarterback. What do they do about Trey Lance? Jimmy Garoppolo is leaving because in fairness to Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, can I make another, can I make a Jimmy Garoppolo comment also? I mean, I guess I can. It's your podcast. You can literally do whatever you want. That's a very good point. (laughs) I know that he, I mean, people love to criticize Jimmy Garoppolo. It just seems to be like a pastime. And I know there are people upset because there was a shot of him smiling on the sidelines. Who knows what he was smiling at or what someone said. Let's not jump to the conclusion that he thought this was all funny. That's ridiculous. There's one screenshot where Trey Lance is standing next to him, facing him. How do we know just to, just to kind of buttress your point here, because you're correct. (laughs) How do we know Trey Lance didn't go over and go like, make a comment about the official or right. say something about like, Hey, did you see Brendel just trip and fall? Like, I don't, I don't know. It, it, the, the point is, is it's not like Garoppolo sitting there and all he's doing is looking at the score and fuming. Not to mention right. hey, not to mention, honestly, if Jimmy Garoppolo did take some kind of like sadistic pleasure in watching the 49ers kind of crash and burn, would you blame him all the way? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either, but I know just because of what we do know about Jimmy Garoppolo, there's no chance that's what was happening. That, totally, totally agree. <laughs> totally no. agree with you. Scenario. So I would like to just, I wanted to just say that because it is such a ridiculous narrative. And I feel very comfortable saying that it is a ridiculous narrative. And you are totally correct. Or Trillian's going to just always all, you know, like walk by and been like, I really like your shoes, man. And he laughed. and was like, thanks. Like, who knows? Right, but right. This idea that it was like some sadistic thing is absolutely ridiculous. So I just wanted to go ahead and say that. But I say, even though I have my scorching hot take that Jimmy Garoppolo will be on this team till the end of time, I also believe that there are, as we know, a number of teams that need a quarterback and the number of teams that would be willing to pay him as a starting quarterback he doesn't need to go through another off season of whether or not he's going to be the starter and then 
perhaps start the season as Brock Purdy's backup. Like, I don't really think that behooves anyone. So I think we can probably assume Jimmy Garoppolo isn't coming back. But again, I guess you never do know with Jimmy Garoppolo and this team. But let's assume that's the case. What do you think? Do you think they try for Brady? Do they go in with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance? I mean, if I'm the 49ers, I don't know that I'm comfortable with Trey Lance as his backup because you just don't know what you have there. You might want someone more like a veteran, but what are your thoughts on this, Kyle? So let's start with the, let's start with the Trey Lance thing. If they're not comfortable having him as a backup, like if that's the, if that's where they're at, then they should trade him for whatever they can trade him for. Yep. Like just, even if it's a third, because that indicates that, okay, he's still this far away. He's going into year three of his four-year rookie contract, but and he gets a fifth-year option, but they're not going to pick that up. And how much experience is he getting? How much better is he getting as your third-string quarterback? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's worth it to let him just walk in free agency. Then, if which I'm assuming he would do if he's never given a chance to be even a backup with with this team, so. I think they're going to have to be comfortable with Trey as a backup or like I said, trade him for whatever trade him to the Titans for a third round pick or whatever they could get, which is what they very well may do. They, they definitely could. They could get a third round pick. I think that would actually be kind of amazing considering the amount that he's played. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a significant bummer though, to get a third for a guy that you traded three firsts and a third for two years ago. You know. Absolutely, but that's I th- that of that there's no doubt. But I think it's now not two years ago they are where they are. Yeah. So if you look at where they are today and where he is today, it's like the only way you could look at it because hindsight goes back to hindsight and coulda woulda shoulda. But you know, at the end of the day, I think it's it's like where are we now? It can't be like well, and and they may just but they also may decide we don't want a third for a guy that we traded so much for two years ago. So we're keeping him as the backup, but, and they might do that. I mean, they might say we're comfortable with Brock Purdy as a starter. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance is the backup. We're going to have this quarterback competition, but it's really Brock's job to lose more than it is Trey's job to win it. And they go from there, but it, there's just so many things now. And I just obviously think depending on what surgery Brock has, of course, that changes everything too. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, so if they go get, like if they go get Tom Brady, then you're looking at Tom Brady, the starter, Brock Purdy, probably QB two. And then, you know, either trade Trey Lance or maybe they make him QB three because now they're going to start suiting up three quarterbacks after what happened in the NFC championship game. Maybe it just changes their roster construction philosophy entirely. But when, when you go look at the list of quarterbacks, like, okay, so the Tom Brady thing is a, is a separate thing. The other scenario is they go with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and then try a try and bring in a veteran who mm-hmm. maybe pushes for a starting job, but ultimately is a, is a third QB. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking at available names there, you're looking at case Keenum. Like, does that move anybody? Is, oh God, is, he still, is he still in the league? Still in the league. Uh, okay. CJ Beathard going to run it back there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Like Teddy Bridgewater, I think is probably too good for that scenario. Um, I agree. With that. Chad Henney. 
Chase Daniel, like it's just not a, it's not like a, like they're in a really, really hard spot because they're either going in with Brock Purdy, who given the timeline for his return is looking at an early training camp return. Mm -hmm. Are you handing him the job at that point? And is your other quarterback option, Trey Lance and um, a, a chase Daniel type of veteran through OTAs? Are they drafting somebody? And if so, when like they, there are so many different ways this can go. And it feels more and more like they just can't, like they can't have enough quarterbacks after they, this. They're going to have like five going forward. Yeah. And they, remember how they, they used to carry multiple, like a plethora of running backs on the roster. Now they will be carrying like five quarterbacks on this roster. We were never going through that again. <laughs> well, I almost think, if it's me and it's not, I am not in charge here, but what? if it's me, then I would, I either say you are giving Brock Purdy the job because here, here's the thing I do think with, and I've said this a number of times on this podcast and everywhere where people will listen to me, Kyle Shanahan trusts Brock Purdy in a way that we have not seen him trust his other quarterbacks. And he certainly play calls in a way to protect him and put him in the best possible position but he does really seem to trust Brock Purdy. He smiles when he talks about Brock Purdy. We haven't seen a lot of that either. So he definitely likes him and he definitely wants to keep him as a big part of this team. So I think you either do give him the job and say that you give him the job and you have Trey Lance at backup and you see how it goes, or you do bring in Tom Brady and you make Brock Purdy the backup with the idea that a year Brock Purdy did did amazing, especially considering everything mm -hmm. and a year behind Tom Brady, not in a threatening way, because let's say Tom Brady, it's a one year, let's say it's a one year contract. Mm -hmm. He has a year to learn behind Tom Brady and you plan on him being your presumptive starter in 2024. Mm -hmm. I, I actually think that may be the scenario that makes the most sense. Cause I also think from a confidence perspective, I don't know that that messes with Brock's confidence because you're basically saying you did an incredible job. You're hurt. Right. We're going to give you time to actually recover and not rush this. We're going to bring in Tom Brady. You get to learn from the greatest of all time. And then you'll be our quarterback in 2024. So in this scenario, are you punting all the way on Trey Lance? Like you're just in trading him for whatever you can get in this scenario. You are. Okay. And as we're talking it through, I'm kind of thinking it might be the scenario that makes the most sense. Again, no one's asked my opinion. Well, except you. Well, you didn't even ask. I just offered it. But no one has asked my opinion on this. I was this. gonna ask. Okay, exactly. You're gonna ask. Like, I have yet to receive a call today from Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch. I think it's weird, but whatever. So <laughs> I just think to me that now that I'm talking it through, I think it kind of is the one that makes the most sense. It's the it's the it's the way that gets in the best quarterback room, right? Like Tom Brady with with Brock Purdy is QB two. And then even let's say Trey Lance is QB three. Let's just say they, they're really buying into Lance's tools and they love what he did in the off season. They're going to hang on to him and he's going to him and Brock are going to duke it out for the QB two job. That scenario to me is probably better than Brock Purdy coming off a torn UCL Trey Lance, who's still a big question mark. And then Nick Mullins. 
Okay, yep, Nick Mullins. Nathan Peterman? Like, no, Kate, don't know like Mike White? Like these are these are the these are the free agent quarterbacks. Like Andy Dalton? Does Andy Dalton take a job where he's you know second or third string? I, I don't I don't know. It's the good news is they have so little money tied up in the position that they mm-hmm. do have some flexibility in terms of how much they're going to spend. I think the big question will come down to what they ultimately want to do with, with Trey Lance and then what they evaluate with what they saw from Tom Brady this year. I I think that's totally fair. I mean, I actually, as we've talked this through, I think we solved it. Yeah. I think we figured it out. I think we did figure it out. Well, this week we talked to, you know, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan to close out. So I'll make sure to bring this up. Yeah, no, please do. This is less of a question and more of a suggestion. Yeah, no, definitely. Have them listen to the pod. Just yeah, I'll play, play it a clip. for everyone in the room. Like, I don't want to waste anyone's time, but I just want everybody to be able to hear this. I know that we have <laughs> time with them, but it's not a waste of time because you're listening to Kyle and I, and we solved it. So you are Perfect. welcome. Perfect. What I want to say. Honestly, no, Tracy, you solved it. I'm just here on the coattails. Well, that's actually not completely untrue, but I'm glad. But you agreed with me, so I think we did it together. Perfect. I'll take that. I'll take that for and sure. I you're dishing that out. I'll take it. And not that you need to sell anything to Trey Lance because I think he's not really in a position right now to be making demands or anything like that. But I think this scenario does make for a also copacetic, not QB controversy that could adversely affect the team quarterback room. Right. Because you are, you're, I think you're kind of putting everyone in a position. Both Trey Lance and Brock Purdy would be better for having a year behind Tom Brady. Yeah, probably. And maybe they do that and let it rock with those two guys in 2024. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. 2024. I think, yeah, I don't know that. I don't know, but I think, I think 2024 does. Yeah. Then it's, it's Brock and then Trey or Trey gets a little bit of an opportunity to play, you know, in the preseason and show some things. Maybe they have a couple blowout wins. Trey gets a little time. They throw him out there to show the rest of the league that he does have it. And then they can trade him for more after yeah. the season. Who's to say? But not me. Not, not, you, <laughs> not I come up with a really, really good plan. And I'm, I'm proud of that. So in this week of doom and gloom for 49ers fans who are sad by Sunday's loss, which is understandable, but at the end of the day, it's when you're getting down your fourth string quarterback in the NFC championship game, it just unfortunately kind of is what it is, but We've solved and, the quarterback situation, so that's good news. And the Niners are still in a really good spot. Like, not to n- nothing's guaranteed in the NFL, and, and year over year, there's so much change and everything's so different, but the Niners, it's not like, again, we don't know what next year holds, but when you kind of look at the trajectory of this team, I don't think they're on a downslope. Absolutely so, not. They have the, a lot of free agents, and there is going to be a lot of turnover, and it will be kind of interesting to see what they do in a lot of those positions. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely not in a downslope, and the big key guys are all coming back. Yeah, they're 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 in an enviable spot, I think, for probably twenty seven other NFL teams. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. So, with that, there's that. That's it. We did yeah. it. Yeah, there you that. We did that. We're done. That's great news. So fantastic. I feel really good about that. Kyle, please let everybody know where they can find you when you're not on this podcast. 
<laughs> just give out my home address. No. These are all me. Now I'm on. Our listeners are all really stand-up people. Uh, on 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 Twitter at Kyle A Madsen M A D S O N Ninerswire dot com Candlestick Chronicles podcast ninety five seven the game I'm all over the place. He is. You can't escape him, even if you try. <laughs> How do you think he ended up on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I hounded you enough that you finally invited me, and I appreciate it so much. You know what? Anytime. Uh, you guys, <laughs> thank you for listening. We are brought to you by Bet Online. If you like what you heard, and I know that you did because we called solved the quarterback situation, please leave us a five-star review. And with that, I will talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.